This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Always good to hear from Dennis again. Year two of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I'm Jim Rosso. Colin Likas, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel back again. Thank you for the sponsorship once again, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, so we can keep this going for year two. Uh, we've got we got a lot to talk about. We've been off the air for a few weeks uh, with football done, and uh, we're going to be. I mean, we're still. I'm still dealing with football. We got all area football coming out later this month, but it's it's basketball season now. We're well into it. Teams have. I mean, there there's at least a few teams that have played ten games already this season. So I mean, we're well into it. Crazy stuff. Here's the deal. We'll be here downtown Champaign every Monday, six to seven o'clock. Bridging the folks from the Ed Squire over to the Brad Underwood show. Mm-hmm. He's got plenty to talk about with the number five team in the country coming to town on Wednesday night. About those rankings, Colin Likas every Monday will unveil his boys and girls top ten. If you don't want to wait until pick up and picking up Tuesday's News Gazette, just listen here. It's an interesting uh, setup we've got. Uh, for this year's show because we no longer have a, a Monday newspaper here so that's when the girls basketball top 10 used to be unveiled mm-hmm. so basically uh, the boys basketball top 10 runs every Tuesday so there's nothing uh, different about that but what I'm going to have to do for the girls I'm going to have to come up with uh, rankings for this show and then they could be changed within a few days based on what happens during during games that's what happens with rankings Colin yep. All right, even no matter how wrong you are on your rankings mm-hmm. and as we saw in football <laughs> you're sometimes wrong well, we got some. You can uh, fix them. We got some good ones tonight. Uh, girls basketball. There's two different matchups between uh, local teams in the top ten, uh, pitting one top ten team against another two different times tonight. Okay, the biggest storyline in my mind, Colin, is Go seeing Schlarman lose that conference game the other night. What mm-hmm. in the world is going on? Yeah, we're gonna talk to. Uh, well, actually, I, I did talk to Mike Stevens, longtime Bismarck hitting Rossville Alvin girls basketball coach. Talked to him this afternoon. Uh, got his thoughts about that because he is also the JV coach for the Blue Devils, so he's coaching right now. Bismarck uh, is playing uh, against Hoopston area tonight at home. Uh, but yeah, Schlarman obviously lost a lot uh, in the offseason. The girls did. Keith Peoples uh, left to go coach his son at the junior high level, and then uh, four seniors graduated. They're all playing college basketball, including Anaya Peoples at Notre Dame and Sydney Girard at Oakland. So, I mean, that's two Division One uh, talents. They still have Capriya Brown, who's a Dayton signee, so that's another Division One talent. But Schlarman is trying to figure out a lot of other pieces beyond that with new coach O.J. Harrison, a very capable coach in his own right, familiar to folks in the Danville area. But, yeah, Bismarck, they've got one of those teams right now that looks like they can uh, impress in, in uh, smaller class girls basketball this year. Emily Mydell is a machine. Uh, she's been over 30 points a couple times already this season. Uh, and uh, yeah, Bismarck's got a lot of good pieces, so we're going to hear more about them later in the show. All right, starting next week, we'll be bringing the players back into the studio, mm-hmm. much like we did in football, where they signed the Wall of Fame. We'll deliver that. Uh, yeah, we'll see who we do first. Uh, go ahead and uh, email me suggestions, or tweet me suggestions, or Facebook Live message me suggestions for who you want to see first on right. the show. Well, here, we could have had a repeat guest, mm. but Champagne Central has a team shindig tonight. Yeah, so they got to pra- eat. They have to eat. <laughs> Price Punke, who has been on an unbelievable roll, mm-hmm. if you've been following along Collins' coverage, three game-winning shots yep. already, yep. two of which were hard to believe 
uh, tightly defended mm-hmm. long three pointers down yep. by two mm-hmm. in each case. Yeah, two buzzer beaters and one with about uh, three and a half seconds left. Um, yeah, Champagne Central, the, they, they, they don't schedule easy. We're going to talk to uh, Maroons coach Jeff Finke later in the show as well before he hosts that aforementioned team dinner tonight. Yeah, the Maroons, uh, one of the big area schools that do, does not schedule easy, and uh, th- the result is sometimes you need these buzzer-beating shots. The Maroons are 4-3. and three. Uh, Spoiler alert, you can be sure they'll be in our boys' basketball top mm-hmm. 10. Where exactly, we'll find out uh, later in the show. But yeah, they beat uh, Sacred Heart Griffin by one point. They beat Matt by a few points they beat decatur eisenhower by one point they beat carbondale by one point mm-hmm. so it's man they got to be sweating over there now that there are no rossos on the roster I, i'm free to bash coach making <laughs> <I? laughs> and they <laughs> and also the and, and they also their season opener they played moline a very good team and they lost by one point so they could uh-huh. be even better than than what they are and uh, they they lost by a narrow margin to peoria richwoods a conference opponent so yeah central's got an interesting schedule not the only team in the big 12 with an interesting schedule there's uh, the big 12 boys scene is very interesting right now we had we had struggles in big 12 football this year there's no doubt about that centennial and urbana both struggled central i guess underperformed you could say danville had a a good bounce back year but uh yeah boys basketball wise it's very interesting central like i said four and three schedules tough centennial also schedules tough and they got some uh, quality wins early in the season beat muhammad seymour to open the season they beat springfield I uh, got to see them play state-ranked Peoria Manual on Friday, and that was one of the more interesting games I've seen on the beat because it, it felt like I was transported back in time 20 or 30 years with how little scoring there was. It was a 39-25 final, which is just a crazy low score for a boys' basketball game, especially Big 12, where the numbers are usually huge. It was just a defensive battle. It wasn't uh, like uh, Tim Lavin, Centennial coach, that felt that his team didn't shoot well, which is fair, but uh, it really was just a good defensive night on both, uh, do both not, sides. Do not sleep on the Big 12, all right? No, I got no. four teams in your top 10, mm-hmm. uh, which will be uh, out in tomorrow's paper. Yep. And, and I agree with those four. Yeah. All right, you got a big matchup tomorrow, Centennial versus Urbana. Yep, Urbana's another interesting one. I talked to uh, Verdell Jones and some of his kids before the season started. They're coming off their first regional title in 30 years last season. They started the season 0-3, but they were playing in a tournament in Washington Washington, Illinois, that was filled with uber-talented teams from out of the state. And uh, they started 0-3. They had to play on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. which is not something you see very often in high school basketball. They played a Sunday game yesterday, too, so they've got a very interesting schedule. But they started 0-3. Now they're 3-3, and so they've already uh, made up for all those losses. All right, Verdell, we need you to call your scores in, all right? Because I've heard from a couple of <laughs> Urbana, Urbana parents who are all over me, like, oh, why boy. are the Tigers in the paper? I said, oh, Coach Jones, boy. all you got to do is call, oh, right? Boy. I talked to Verdell on Friday night after their big win at yep. Normal West. Never yeah. an easy one. And we talk about the Big 12. And we'll, I know we'll get into it later. But the power might be shifting mm-hmm. outside normal because uh, yeah. you got two Peoria teams that are playing well, Notre Dame and uh, mm-hmm. Richwoods. Manual and, is also good. Yeah. And Manual. And then you got a bunch of teams around uh, in this neck of the woods. Yeah, locally we're well. very good. At Take that, that the, Bloomington Normal. <laughs> and the last one, the one we haven't mentioned, I've also seen one of their games already. The Danville Vikings have a new coach. Ted Haupt stepped aside after last season. Darrell Robinson, a Danville guy, took over the program. And again, another team that schedules tough. They beat Centennial 
already. They beat Muhammad. Then they went and played Lincoln, which is undefeated, even though they don't have uh, current Illinois guy Jermaine Hamlin anymore. So lost to Lincoln in a good game. And then they played the three-time defending 2A state champion Chicago Orr team at home and lost by 10 in a game that was even closer than the score indicated. So Danville's going to be battle-tested. I know you went over there and got a kind of a glimpse of their new home court setup. They put mm-hmm. a video board up last year that's oh, real looks snazzy. Great. The board, the the uh, the board, uh, the floor mm-hmm. got redone. Uh, right. Mark Basie's the AD over there actually showed me there's some spots on the floor that haven't quite been finished up yet. You can actually see the difference between the new floor mm-hmm. and the old floor, and it's astonishing how how much different it looks. He said it. Uh, he said it best. I we didn't realize how bad it was until we got the the floor reworked. One of the cooler home courts, I would argue, oh, yeah. in the area. Plus, uh, other Danville knows Sean Haupt yeah. scored a bucket for the First Bradley career Braves. points for Bradley, yeah. I, uh, tweet, retweeted that, I should say, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Congrats to, to Sean Haupt. And uh, his sister, his younger sister, Erin, continues to be on a tear for the Danville girls, who uh, have hit some hard times lately. But uh, let's shift over to the girls' side a little bit because we're going to run through some girls' stuff here before we unveil the top ten about halfway through the show. Yeah, the Danville girls, uh, they've lost uh, three in a row after a two-and-one start, a three-and-one start, I should say. But Erin Haupt was, uh, was, was going off early. She she had some 30 point nights she's only five foot six but she's just so good at not only hitting the three ball like her older brother but also weaving in and out of the paint uh, around the the bigger players she's going to be a d1 talent uh, for sure i have no doubt about that i saw another uh, former area star fess hawkins yeah champagne central uh transferred after a couple years mm-hmm. under poncho Moore, uh doing big things at vincennes i do there believe now there you go there's my little, little alumni moment for you colin i like it i like it we've been focusing a lot on the big schools let's get some small school love in here uh saint joseph ogden the uh defending class 2a third place team they lost you want to talk about a team that lost a lot in the offseason three starters graduated two are playing for parkland we've seen peyton crow's uh, name and number and brie trimble's name and number in the paper a lot for the Parkland mm-hmm. women's program and then they're uh, one of their other starters Hannah Dukeman who recently signed with Ball State softball has been dealing with a, a broken wrist so she probably is not going to play this year so you're just talking about Peyton Valley who's a who's a junior junior big down low for St. Joe so they're trying to rebuild on the fly with Kevin Taylor and they're off to a good start they're seven and one they lost to Paris which is a bigger school and Paris is uh, seems to be pretty good they also put a hurting on unity which is uh, off to a good start this year as well well, but yeah, St. Joe beat Danville uh, last week, and so, then they uh, they beat Tuscola in overtime, and then they beat Oakwood by one point. Caitlin Young, uh, uh, Murray State signee over there for Oakwood, they managed to, to hold her somewhat in check, as as in check as you can hold a five or a six foot one, I should say, uh, Division One athlete. But yeah, St. Joe, it's interesting. I wasn't sure how they were going to bounce back from losing all those key pieces. Uh, so far, so good. All right, if you're in Muhammad tonight, say hi to Robin Scholes. Mm-hmm. She's our photo editor here at the News Gazette. She'll be taking photos of the Bulldogs against those Spartans in yeah. a top 10 matchup. Yeah, that should be a spoiler alert. That should be a good one, though. Yeah, Muhammad's off to a pretty good start themselves. They uh, they won four in a row uh, early in the season. Uh, they You want to talk about teams losing close games, uh, here, here are their losses. They lost to Prairie Central, 48-40, to eight-point game, not bad. Then they lost their last two games to Mount Zion and Charleston, 46-45 and 41-40. So they've lost their last two games by a combined two points. So Muhammad is going to be going into that matchup with St. Joe thinking about uh, 
making somebody else lose by a point. All right, pick up that paper tomorrow. Check out our website for Robin's uh, gallery. Those are always popular. Speaking of oh, galleries, yeah. we have Faces of the Winter are now published, including girls basketball. Yep. With a whole bunch of players in there. Go to a website to check that out, too. Yeah, and one team that's definitely contending for our girls basketball top 10, I mentioned before, the Unity Rockets. Uh, I had a story in Sunday's News Gazette about Elise Knudsen, a, a girl who we probably have not given enough credit on the basketball floor. She's always been right there in that all-area first-team conversation, but hasn't cracked the first team yet well she told me she's she's out uh, she's on a mission to prove that she's one of the best players in the area this year and uh, the, the lowest point total she's had through eight games is 17 points mm. so i think she's off to a good start in proving she's one of the best in the area good stuff tell you what we will talk to stephanie marsh from oakwood uh in our first official interview of the two ni- 2019 show is that right colin that is correct Jim. beautiful we'll be back after this break Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 615 downtown Champaign, here till 7 o'clock. Follow along on radio, listen to the podcast after the show. Follow along with Colin Lycus, Facebook celebrity at (laughs) News Gazette Preps, his family checking in again. Got a comment from somebody not in my family saying... Jeff Knudsen is not nearly as tough as his daughter. So apparently, uh, Elise Knudsen's pretty tough. And she's on Facebook. <laughs> she didn't write Trash it. Unless, unless, unless she has an alias. I won't, I hey, won't reveal who it we're is. We're all for aliases on this show. I guess so. <laughs> Follow along with uh, Colin on Twitter. We'll do some Snapchat, and when the kids start showing up again in the studio. Yeah, I'm going to, I got to get, uh, this reminds me, a number of things trying to get finished, but our gifts from our Faces of Winter photo oh. shoot. We're going to run our first Faces of Winter in tomorrow's News Gazette. That's great. Which, of course, is almost entirely basketball players, because all you got beyond that mm-hmm. is wrestling and boys swimming and diving, which we don't have nearly as many of those kids in the area. And uh, yeah, I, I've already had some kids from Urbana say, when are those gifts coming up? They want to see the yep. gifts. So I got to get those done this week. Just as good, the radio spots that Ed oh, Bond, yeah. who I just saw crawl back in here from the Esquire, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be putting those on the air too. Always good to hear from the kids. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's get to our first interview segment of the 2019-2020 basketball season, as Jim said. Glad to be joined now by Oakwood coach Stephanie Marsh. We were talking a little bit about the Comets in our first segment of the show. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, obviously I chatted with you after that Tri-County game at the end of the uh, the Comet Classic uh, ways back. Uh, things have gone pretty well uh, uh, beyond that game. Uh, just what is, uh, now that you've gotten, you know, nine games under your guys' belt with a 10th tonight against Westville, what's your assessment of this group right now? Um, honestly, it's still early and hard to tell what we're capable of. Um, that Comet Classic throws a lot of games at us in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of nice once that was over to get some time in the gym to practice and work on those things that we need to work on. So um, I obviously like how our season has started so far. Having a 7-2 record um, is obviously nothing to complain about, um, but we've still got a long season ahead of us. So um, I'm anxious to see what tonight brings and then continue pushing forward. Forward. Yeah, and you uh, you told me after that game against Tri County that you you like to t- to test these girls, and the schedule proves that you you played a tough Judah Christian team, beat them, played a tough tough Arthur Christian team, uh, fell a little short. Uni High has had a good season, you beat them. Tri County, of course, the defending one A fourth place team, you beat them. Saint Joseph Ogden uh, last week uh, lost by just one point, but obviously a good team as well. I mean, just uh, how uh, how much are you hoping this kind of schedule pays dividends down the line here? 
I, you know, I, like I said, I did this schedule for a reason. Um, I did it last year, adding us to the State Farm mm -hmm. Classic to try to get us some tougher competition against some bigger schools that we don't necessarily see in our postseason. I just think that this helps prepare us um, for the end of the season. So I'm hoping that, you know, like I said, I mentioned to you before, we'll finish a little better in these close games. Um, so we'll just, we'll see what the rest of the season brings. Yeah, and the uh, it's an interesting time in the uh, Vermilion Valley Conference right now because obviously Schlarman has dominated the scene for a while, but uh, they're going through a lot of changes, and it seems like uh, you guys and Bismarck and you know Salt Fork's off to a good start. Hoopston area is even off to a good start. I mean, it seems like there's going to be some some good competition in the Verm Valley Conference and also in the Vermilion County Tournament. I mean, just uh, how exciting is it to be part of this scene right now? Oh, I'm really excited for it. I mean, it's nice to have you know, a little bit more of a level playing field for everybody. I think the conference is definitely open and up for grabs for anybody um, that's willing to, you know, work hard and fight for it. And like you said, um, Schlarman's still a good team. Bismarck's a good team. Uh, Salt Fork's off to a good start. Hoopston, I think, is doing well. Um, so it's just I'm excited to see have, you know, a lot of competition coming up um, in the conference and in the county tournament. Talking with Oakwood coach Stephanie Marsh, second year run in the Comets. Uh, let's talk about some players. Uh, obviously, you can't go far when you're discussing Oakwood basketball without talking about Caitlin Young. Feels like she's been with the program forever because of just how how talented she is and how good she's been. Uh, do you, have you almost seen her, though, kind of kick it into another gear, knowing this is her, her last year and seeing her maybe try to make the most of that? Yeah, I really have definitely seen a different gear in her um, just compared to last year. Um, I talked to her a lot last year about how, you know, she needs to have that killer instinct, so to speak. So um, obviously it's easy for us to rely on her and other teams know that as well. Um, so I don't want to completely put the team on her back, but um, she needs to know that she is a strong player. Um, so I just encourage her to be confident. Um, for instance, yes, she's strong in the post, but she is also a good ball handler and can take girls one-on-one -on -one if she catches that, you know, the three point line. So I just encourage it. I just keep encouraging her to keep getting better and keep pushing herself. And I feel like I've seen that a lot more this season as she, as we've had to fill some holes with losing um, two solid seniors that we had last year. Right. And I mean, just uh, obviously size is one thing, but size does not make a player great uh, necessarily. And uh, Caitlin Young, as right. you said, has a lot of tools beyond just her, her six foot one frame. But just the fact, you know, you have a, a, a Division One signee, Murray State. The, this girl can show the other girls around the area, around the team, just uh, what it takes to, to get to that level. How important is that for, for your girls right now? I love having her on our team. You know, she's a great kid. She's a good encourager. She's a good leader. Um, and, you know, it's hard for kids from small schools to have, you know, those big dreams. Um, so it's nice to have somebody like her on the team that she can show those girls, you know, if you're willing to work hard, you can get there. You just have to be willing to put in the work. Well, uh, I had Denius, also another uh, girl at forward who has been impressive, uh, one of your veterans as well. Uh, but, you know, I, I, who I came away really impressed with and I talked to after that went over Tri-County was uh, the freshman, Addie Wright, and she, she's pretty powerful in the, in the paint as well. I mean, just how important are her contributions going to be the rest of the way this season? Um, you know, she's very important as well. Like I mentioned in that game, we're very big this year, so mm -hmm. that's 
that's nice that we have those options with her and Aaliyah and Kate. Um, Addie's played a lot of basketball, and you can tell that. Um, so that helps having a freshman um, that can step in and do those things. But, you know, we constantly have to remind ourselves, you know, she is a freshman. She is going to make those freshman mistakes. And, you know, she's going to get more nervous maybe than my other girls. And that's okay because, you know, I don't want to push her into a role that she's not ready for yet. Um, but obviously she has filled in some pretty big shoes so far. So I am very pleased with that. Yeah, and you're the, that size dynamic, as you said, it's very interesting just looking at your roster because you have six one Caitlin Young, you have six foot Addie Wright, you have five eleven Elia Denius, and then it, it, I mean, it really, it really drops off with your guards who are all around that five three, five four, five five range. But I mean, what have you seen from your guards that you've liked so far? Um, you know, we've talked about how big our team is and we joke about it in practice, how we have, you know, our three big ones. And then it's a huge drop off. Like mm-hmm. you said, after that, um, we're a little below average on, um, the height range for our guards, but I feel like, um, you know, this didn't just happen yesterday. These guards mm-hmm. are used to being so small, so they have learned to play with, you know, their lack of height, so to speak. And I feel like they've done a good job getting to the basket and, you know, we work on passing into the post and doing other things. So, um, just quick shooting and things like that that we work on every day to you know just help them in the game to kind of make up for that lack of height well uh, we talked earlier about the tough schedule and you got uh, you got some good ones coming up you got a big school in centennial on the docket soon you got bismarck and salt fork uh next week before that state farm holiday classic but uh, uh if you if you'll uh, indulge me i guess looking ahead a little bit what do you feel like maybe the ceiling is with this team or the potential is with this team You know, I definitely, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like county and conference are both up for grabs. So, you know, that's obviously um, a good goal for us um, to have that in mind because I feel like that's definitely an achievable goal. Um, And then obviously we didn't finish well in the postseason last year. Um, We kind of had a rough game there in the regional championship with Bismarck. So um, we want to you know, push through um, those tough games this year and prepare a little bit more and hopefully be more successful in the postseason. Oakwood girls basketball coach Stephanie Marsh. Stephanie, thank you again for joining us on the show and good luck moving forward this season. Thank you. It's about 624 here in downtown Champaign. I will say one thing before we take our next break. Uh, about uh, if you're on Facebook Live, you can see it. Uh, jerseys behind me. i got to find a suitable place to hang up those jerseys still. They replace the, the football helmets. Football helmets are obviously easy to stack behind me, but the jerseys, I'm just hanging some of them on the TV. But I've got two from Tuscola. I've got two from Champaign Central. I, I know jerseys aren't as, in, uh, as populous of a supply as football helmets tend to be, but if you want to see your team's jersey... Uh, on here let your coach know let let a player on the team know and we'll we'll try and get something set up here about 625 in downtown champagne we're going to take our next break when we come back we are going to jump into an interview i had earlier today with bismarck henning rossville alvin girls coach mike stevens so stay tuned for that the dick van dyke appliance world high school prep basketball confidential continues with colin and jim on news talk 1400 wdws and light rock 97.5 whms it is 628 back with the dick van dyke appliance world prep basketball confidential radio show i'm colin Lycus, evan con alongside me jim ross has stepped out for a few minutes but we'll be back to help me unveil the girls basketball top 10 before we jump into that though we're going to keep uh keep the vermilion county train rolling here and uh i had a conversation Earlier today with Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin girls basketball coach Mike Stevens. His team is off to a 7-0 start hosting Hoopston area tonight trying to make it 8-0. Uh, Mike weighed in on a lot of topics so let's hear what he had to say. 
just on its face, the, the win over Schlarman, uh, I, I assume, has a lot of meaning for you guys. I mean, going into that game, did you approach it any differently than any other game? Well, obviously, it was an important game for us, um, being it was a conference game, and considering they've won the, the conference championship the last few years. I, I don't real actually, I believe we probably spent time on Schlarman the last couple of years than we were able to this year. We just... Uh, Felt like coming off Thanksgiving, uh, we had a game Monday at PBL, and um, PBL deserved our attention. They've got a really nice ball club. So we spent most of Saturday uh, on PBL, so we were only really able to work a couple of days to get ready for Sharma. So you think that might have helped, honestly, just to kind of have the girls just go out there? I think it might have been the best game. way to approach the game. Uh, the, the girls, um, you know, have had never beaten Slime and I, I knew there wasn't going to be a problem with uh, with motivation. So um, our preparation basically uh, amounted to, uh, we expected hard pressure, which we got early, but then uh, Schleiman played his own after that. So that was rather surprising. Looking at the season as a whole, I mean, undefeated, so you got to be happy about that. But just uh, what can you say about this, about this start? Well, I, this is a really good group of kids. I'm real happy for them. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, sure I'm ready to really drink the Kool-Aid yet as far as us being a great basketball team or anything, but we've played solid. I think we start four seniors, and they've been in this fourth year in the program. And so I think part of it is defensively we're a little ahead of the curve right now. We're playing pretty solid man defense, so that's really helped us out. Is there any difference stylistically than in years past, or is it just the personnel is just executing uh, better than, than in years past? Actually, as I watched film from last year, by the end, towards the end, maybe the last two or three weeks of the season last year, we really came into our own defensively. And um, we lost two of those very good defenders, Andy Nelson and Hunter Edwards, but uh, Sierra Bryant, Emily Mydell, Emma Clapp, Riley Cash, all four of those kids that really bought into that defensive scheme, and it just seemed to carry over into this season. So starting one sophomore, uh, Sophia Rome, and uh, she she picks things up quickly, so that helps also. You mentioned Emily, obviously. I mean, just the, the, the performances she's put up so far from a scoring perspective. I mean, what can you really say? I feel uh, awfully fortunate to, to be coaching Emily Mydell, um, not only from a scoring standpoint, but she basically impacts the game uh, in a wide variety of ways. She uh, gets a lot of deflections, a lot of steals, rebounds, hits the open person, does all those things and is an excellent leader. So um, he's, um, I'm not sure I take anybody over <laughs> right now. Uh, he is a heck of a player. Her and Annie were kind of the one-two punch for, for quite a while. Have you seen her almost step up or maybe alter her game in any way as a result of Annie not being around, or is she just doing the same thing she's always done? Well, actually, she's she's taken on a bigger role. Uh, we, we've had the runner at the point this year where we were able to Runner off the wing last year, so she's uh, also carrying off the point uh, guard duties, which uh, which is a big responsibility. And she's done a really nice job. Um, we have been able to get her uh, more in scoring position and, and pop Emma Clapp out some to handle the ball for us, and she's been very important to us at both ends of the court. 
And you mentioned uh, some of the other girls. Uh, just uh, talk to me a little bit about your other uh, four starters right now. Well, Claft uh, is just a, a, a tremendous defensive player, a very smart kid. Um, uh, shooting the ball better for us. Has chipped in six, seven points a couple of games, which is important. Um, Sierra Bryant, a uh, four-year starter, played center for us, but um, can guard uh, just about anyone. In fact, she, she guarded uh, Capriya Brown in the Schleiman game and did an excellent job. Um, she's uh, contributing more at the offensive end. She's had two games in double figures. So uh, when we get points uh, from our other other players besides my Dell, it, it certainly helps. Um, Riley Cash is uh, another senior. Um, she missed her sophomore year with a knee injury. Uh, came back and didn't probably perform as well as she would have liked last year, but uh, doing an excellent job at the defensive end, making good decisions with the ball for us. And then Sophia Rome was a sophomore who was uh, pretty much the player off the bench all year last year. Very strong kid around the basket. She and Brian are pretty physical around the bucket, uh, and uh, that's, that helps us out at both ends of the court. With your guys' tournament coming up here not too, not too far off, um, how, how capable do you think this team is of, of bringing home the title? Well, um, it's a little little early to tell for sure. I, I, I think in just uh, – I've seen some teams in the area, some of the better teams play. Uh, I'm following scores closely and things. Uh, I, I think it, it may be a season where I'm not sure there's a great team uh, in the area. At least nobody's shown that yet. So um, uh, if we keep approving, uh, I think we could have a very good season. Uh, we've got six games before Christmas, so we've got three games each of the next two weeks, which will be a little bit tough. And then um, uh, included in that would be Oakwood, who's got a very good ball club. And uh, we're going to see Chigger out of Indiana, who's very solid this year. And then we'll get into our holiday tournament. And I think we'll have about five tough games in it. Is there a ceiling on this team, really? I mean, what's your viewpoint on that? Well, I, I think uh, the key to this team before we're going to know that, Colin, is, is we've got to see if, if we can develop their scores consistently other than Mydell. Um, we've, got to, we've got to work to develop a bench. Uh, I think we only use five kids against Schlarman. We certainly can't get away with that all season long. So the bench play is going to be important. And then I think the third thing that um, – that would convince me we could make a run is if we can handle hard pressure and not turn the ball over. Bismarck Henning, Rossville, Alvin, girls basketball coach, Mike Stevens. I thought he was done talking, then he had like three more words he had to say there. You'd think I'd know, considering I spliced the interview together today, but alas. Thank you again to Mike for taking some time with me, talking about his team, one of the very few in the area that's still undefeated. Can I say they're the number one team in your first I mean, you could say that. Okay. We're going to unveil it shortly, so I guess we'll find out if you're lying or not. You could Verify be, could that be for me, Colin. Could, could be you? fibbing. There's, uh, the, the girls' side, there's not a ton of change this week on the girls' side, I will admit. There's only one new team into the rankings and really just a lot of shuffling uh, more than anything else. The boys' side, that is a, a lot different case, but we'll get to the boys' side of things later on. Can I complain now or wait? Go ahead. You, well, Go ahead and start now. You've undervalued Villa Grove Heritage. Girls? Okay. Right. And, That's fair. And, of course, St. Joe. You did them wrong, too.
I mean, there's very little room for them to go up. Let's let's be honest. Let's break into that top ten, though. Uh, starting with number ten, our, our one new team to the girls' poll this week, the Watsika Warriors. The Warriors are 7-1. They beat Centennial last week. Uh, their lone loss is to Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin. Watsika is at Piatone tonight. I saw the Chargers got their win over Iroquois West. They got it. Though. Yep, that's good. they got their one win last year over Iroquois West. They got it again this Pressure's year. Pressure's off. Hopefully Centennial can pick up a few more before yeah. before this year's out. They play Champaign Central on Thursday, so that mm-hmm. should be an interesting matchup. Right. Our number nine team down one spot this week, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Bulldogs are 4-3. and three. They host St. Joseph Ogden tonight, as Jim said earlier. Our number eight team, we talked with Stephanie Marsh earlier. It's the Oakwood Comets. They are up one spot uh, at 7-2 and two on the season. They are hosting Westville tonight in a Vermilion Valley Conference game. Our number seven team, no change this week. Another one of those rare undefeated teams, the Ridgeview Mustangs. Mustangs are 8-0. They open Heart of Illinois Conference play tonight at Flanagan Cornell. Our number six team, no change this week. The team I'm undervaluing, according to Jim, the mm-hmm. Villa Grove Heritage Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 7-1. They beat previously unbeaten Salt Fork last week and are at Ocaw Valley tonight. Villa Grove's lone loss is to St. Joseph Ogden. I'd like to congratulate Villa Grove football boosters for removing all those chair back seats at Memorial Stadium yesterday. Good job. We'll write about it later in the week. Nice. Our number five team down one spot this week, the Tri-County Titans. Titans are 6-2. and two. They lost to a good Altamont team last week in a close game. They are hosting Cumberland tonight out of Toledo. Our number four team up one spot this week, the Sullivan Redskins. Redskins are 7 and I'm sorry, 5-1 and one on the season. Uh, interesting matchup tonight. They host Champaign Central in a very classic big small school game. About to be 5-2. and two. Ooh, that's a that's a statement right there. If anyone from Sullivan's listening, just know Jim said that. Our number three team, no change this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are seven and one. They beat Oakwood by one point, as I said earlier in the show, and are at Muhammad Seymour tonight. Our number two team, no change this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Another Illini Prairie Conference team. Prairie Central is 7-1. Lost its first game of the season, but a good schedule so far for Prairie Central. Some good wins under the Hawks' belt. They are at Clifton Central tonight. And our number one team remaining number one, as Jim hinted to earlier, the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 7-0. They beat Schlarman last week for the first time in five years, ending Schlarman's 61-game Vermilion Valley Conference win streak. Bismarck is hosting Hoopston area tonight, trying to improve to 8-0. All right. I'll be in your News Gazette tomorrow, mm-hmm. as well as the uh, the boys' top ten, which, which we'll eventually get to, right? We'll get Colin? to in a little right. bit. We're going to first talk with Champaign Central boys coach Jeff Finke, but we're going to take one more time out before we do that. Be back in a jiff. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 643, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential debut show. Glad to be back. I see Normal Community, Colin, is the number one rated team in the large school bracket of the State Farm Holiday Classic that was announced today. State Farm Classic always draws uh, good teams, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Marsh, men- Marsh mentioned the Oakwood girls are going to be playing in that small school 
uh, side. Yeah, that's a, that's a right. tournament to watch every every holiday, no doubt about it. The Ironmen winning the Inner City Tournament. That's what I would love to see in Champaign-Urbana. It almost came to fruition last mm-hmm. year until that tournament got canceled at the last moment. That's right. Yeah, it was an unfortunate thing, situation It'd be where— great. Yeah, uh, events outside of basketball caused that to be canceled for, for an understandable reason. But, yeah, it would be nice to revisit that here down the road, not too far off, and uh, try and get, get something worked out. I think that would be great. Uh, let's talk about some more boys basketball related items before we jump over to uh, Jeff Finke, Champaign Central boys basketball coach. I uh, got to talk to uh, some kids from Judah Christian last week. Uh, not sure when the story will be running just yet. It would have been this Sunday, but we've got so much all-area stuff from the fall mm-hmm. that we just uh, have to put some uh, other things on the back burner. But yeah, Judah Christian boys basketball trying to follow up on uh, their sectional final appearance last year after a sectional semifinal appearance the year before. Uh, they're off to a 5-2 and two start. Lost to uh, Decatur St. Teresa. Lost to Oakwood, but then got the win back against Oakwood. That's a team to watch. I mention them because they're Spoiler alert, they're not in my top 10 this week. So just wanted to get that little thought out there about the tribe. That's what that champagne tournament would do. It allowed yeah. Judah Christian to play Central. Yeah. Centennial. See how that it I just remember Judah last year was the, or I'm sorry, two years ago was the last uh, Champagne County team that was undefeated on the boys' side uh, back into, into late December. It was kind of crazy. But uh, Champagne, another Champagne school that uh, we obviously have to watch, the Champagne Central Maroons, off to a pretty good start this season. Pretty tough schedule, but working through it above 500 right now. We are glad to be joined now by the coach of the Maroons, Jeff Finke. Jeff, thank you so much for being part of our show, as always. Hey, thanks for the opportunity, Colin. Well, uh, you've uh, you've coached all different kinds of teams over there at Central. Uh, this one, obviously, there's a lot of uh, things to still work out. But man, you got to. Uh, I mean, how are you controlling your blood pressure? I guess with the way all these games are, are so tight for your guys. Have you been in our practice? That's exactly what I asked them <laughs> about twice a day. That's funny. So it, 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 it's a great group that we have this year. A lot of new guys, new faces to our varsity. And uh, Saturday night we started four juniors. And so, uh, you know, that's not something we're accustomed to doing. Usually seniors get a good bulk of our time. But, uh, yeah, we're excited about our team this year. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, obviously the one guy who's getting a lot of press, and rightfully so, is Bryce Punke, a guy who was known as a guy who could spot up from three and hit the three, but uh, he's doing so much more than that right now, although people are really recognizing him for hitting some ridiculous game, winning threes. I mean, uh, just what does that do for a team? I know it would be nice to, you know, win win games by 10, 15, but, I mean, the battle-tested aspect and the, the fact you guys are winning in these exciting ways, what is that doing for this group of guys and their confidence? Yeah, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we have had a few downs, but the several ups and to win, to show composure and be able to pull it out at the end of the game has been, it's always good when you can do it, but to do it three times already in a, you know, pretty young two week season, uh, we're, we're happy with it. Uh, we could eliminate a few mistakes and it probably wouldn't be that close, but Hey, we'll take a win when we can get it. Sure. And just uh, talk a little more about Price, uh, if you could. Just uh, his development, obviously, like you said, uh, a good senior class graduated uh, last season on another strong one the year before that. So Price has kind of been uh, maybe maybe grooming himself in a way to, to take on more of, a, more of a load, more of a scoring load. Just what development have you seen from him? Yeah, he's he's worked uh, really really hard. We talked. I met with he and his parents after the season, and his hope is to play after high school. And our our conversation really centered around getting uh, stronger and becoming more athletic, and just continuing to be you know a good shooter as he's already shown he can do. And and so he worked hard at that all summer and all fall, and uh, he's reaping the benefits of it now. I mean, he came in last year 
like you said, we had a bunch of older guys on our team that had played a little bit, and, and he didn't have to immediately be a scorer, and he kind of worked into that and ultimately set a school record last year with 96 three-pointers made at 43.8% clip. So um, by the end of the year, he was up towards the top of the sky report for most teams. And, and this year, uh, with the way that we started and the guys that we've had going, he's he is been, he's been the scouting report for a lot of teams. But <laughs> you know he's he's already hit 38 threes in our first seven games, and he's shooting 45.8 percent this year from three. So he's he's still not only making a lot of threes, but he's really efficient in doing it, uh, which which helps make us a lot better. 38 three pointers. That is a that is a ridiculous number through seven games. And if you keep that pace up, we're going to be talking about more than just Champion Central records, I think. But uh, talking with Maroons yeah, coach Jeff no Finke, and uh, you talked about the four the four juniors you guys started. I mean, uh, let, let's hear a little more about uh, some of these younger guys. Some of these guys who maybe are a little more unheralded, uh, maybe not on like you said on the scouting report yet, but guys who are, are gonna gonna have to be moving forward. Uh, what can you tell me about some of these uh, these juniors? Yeah, Isaiah Rose. Is a six-three guard. Uh, he we pulled him up to varsity last year, and he had ten points in his first game dressed. We played Urbana uh, last February, and, and so he has some varsity experience. Started one or two games, but he, he's generally running our point guard uh, spot and uh, averaged around seven points so, so far this year. And then Nate Allen and Judd Wagner have started every game for us as well. Uh, they're both averaging around seven, and, and Nate's around seven rebounds a game as well. And, and they're both six. Actually, Judd's six-four, and Nate six-three. And then Diego Sanchez started against Carbondale the other night. He's just over 6'3". Uh, and it was really his first game to get a lot of minutes, and he, he performed really well. Well, you talk about two of those guys, Judd Wagner and Nick Allen, or Nate Allen, I'm sorry. Uh, two guys uh, who are part of a very successful boys' soccer program at Champaign Central. Big numbers, big results over the last couple of years. Do you see that winning mentality kind of transfer over from that program when those guys play yeah, for you? I, I do. And, yeah, we actually have uh, Todd Marshall and, Reese Jacobson also have been getting minutes, and, and Todd started a few games this year. So our soccer program's obviously been really good the last few years, and those guys are all seasoned. And you know, if you if you know how to win, you know how to win. And so they come in and they compete. They make our practices more competitive every day, and you know, they've earned minutes and helping making our team better. Well, as far as you you mentioned cleaning some things up, uh, what are you guys really focusing on right now in practice, as far as that's concerned? Yeah, we we put a lot in, and and I. Preference-wise, I prefer to play three or four games at Thanksgiving and then play every Friday in December. And this year, we're playing 15 games before the New Year. So we're we're playing every two. Last week, we played Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. This week and next week is Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. And then uh, we, we haven't had a lot of time to refine much. We just keep game planning and rolling. So we, we think we'll, you know, by, by Christmas time, down in Centralia, be a pretty competitive team. And, and, uh, and our hope is that the second half of the year, we can just start turning it on. But for a lot of these guys that haven't played varsity basketball, uh, we see a lot of different things, and they're not accustomed to being scouted against and preparing. And so, you know, just learning learning how to prepare, really. Yeah, well, we talk about you guys uh, scheduling tough. That started with the Galesburg Thanksgiving tournament. And uh, the uh, the Christmas tournament in Centralia, obviously, is a pretty well-known one around this area. Uh, why, why is that tournament so important for you guys to be involved in? You know, I think Champaign Central still is, I mean, it's gone on for 75 years. And other than Centralia, I believe we've gone there more than any other high school. And so it, there's tradition in us traveling down and there's tradition in us competing pretty well. And, you know, with Alton and Belleville West and Evanston, uh, all state ranked usually and, and have had good years in the past being there as, as well as Centralia and Mount Vernon's really good this year. 
some Tennessee teams. For us, it's just a matter. It's familiar to our older guys because we go every year. But we always use it as a good barometer. In the last uh, three out of the last four years, we were able to make it into the Final Four and play for a championship. Lost by a point to Belleville West two years ago. So to us, if we can come out of there uh, on a little bit of a roll, it usually sends us off into having a good second half of the season. Now, to round this out, uh, we talked at the top of the show uh, about how good Big 12 basketball is on the boys' side. And locally, I mean, every team in our coverage area, you guys, Centennial, Urbana, and Danville is all at or above 500. Uh, how exciting do you think Big 12 basketball is going to be this season uh, from boys' perspective locally? Uh, it, it's really exciting. I mean, our, our conference typically has a lot of athletes and a lot of great experienced coaches that, that do a nice job in preparing their teams. And, you know, that's what we've been trying to tell our younger guys. Richwoods came in the other night, one and three, and you couldn't be fooled by that. And we got a little bit fooled and we had a little bit of adversity last week. So we weren't quite ready and prepared and they punched us in the mouth and, you know, we took a loss. So we, we have to be ready to play every time we line up in the big 12 and uh, which I think is great and prepares us for the postseason every year. Jeff Finke, Champaign Central Boys Basketball Coach. Jeff, thanks again for joining us. Good luck the rest of the season moving forward. My pleasure. Thanks, Colin. Have a great day. You too. Going for five regional titles, is that right? That sounds right. I have to, I have to go double-check that. Pretty sure. You, 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 were, you were immersed in the program for, for a few years, so... I, I trust your your, Thank uh, you, your numbers. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I trust your numbers. Your kids' names are on the locker room uh, locker room wall. One of the fine traditions in uh, around the area. Mm-hmm. When you're a senior at Central, you sign some grungy wall of some sort. <laughs> but there's uh, hundreds of names. Oh yeah, looks pretty cool. There. Yeah, it is. And uh, I noticed Combs Gym doesn't have the signage up yet. And uh, Joe Williams, the principal, says it will stay in storage until all the work is done. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, barren walls. Yeah, I know they wanted to make sure that the signage uh, was loud and proud once everything was said and done. Right. There's that uh, classic countdown or uh, or, uh, accumulation of wins that uh, they update after each home game. That will just be put on hold for this. Well, don't worry. Superfan David Ho has been tweeting all the (laughs) the wins at me. So I'm kept kept abreast of of how many wins. Good luck to the Maroons. Uh, this season uh, and good to see him in uh, in your top 10 absolutely uh, let's jump into that top 10 we got a little bit of time left on the show here let's break down our boys basketball top 10 it'll be in tuesday's news gazette uh, the girls basketball top 10 will be in thursday's news gazette although it could be altered by the time it gets there based on some results Number 10 in our boys basketball top 10 this week new to the rankings this week the ridgeview mustangs Mustangs are 5-0. and They joined the rankings after beating Leroy in their lone game last week. Uh, Ridgeview starts a three-game road swing on Tuesday against Heart of Illinois opponent Flanagan Cornell. Our number nine team down one spot this week, the Tuscola Warriors. Warriors are 1-0, pretty light schedule so far. They're not down because of anything they did wrong, just a, a move up from another team. Uh, Tuscola defeated Okaw Valley by three points in its season opener on Saturday and will start playing a little more frequently this week uh, with ALAH and Uni High both visiting and uh, Tuscola also visiting Fisher later in the week. Our number eight team uh, down five spots this week, the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Timberwolves are 5-1. They lost to St. Joseph Ogden in the Toyota of Danville Classic at St. Joseph last week. Followed that up with wins over Georgetown Ridge Farm and Schlarman, though. Uh, Cisna Park hosts Armstrong Potomac 
uh, before going into the Watsika Holiday Tournament. Our number seven team down two spots this week, the Centennial Chargers. Chargers are three and two. They lost to state-ranked Peoria Manual last Friday in a low-scoring game. Centennial looked to stay above 500 when it visits Big 12 rival Urbana on Tuesday. I will be covering that game live. Our number six team up three spots this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 5-0. They uh, finished with a perfect mark of 5-0 at their own Toyota of Danville Classic in St. Joseph, beating Cisna Park along the way. Uh, St. Joe will host Rantoul and Tri-Valley this week, so good matchups on deck for the Spartans. Our number five team up two spots this week, the St. Thomas Moore Sabres. Sabres are 5-1. They took care of Kankakee Bishop McNamara in easy fashion last week to improve to 5-1. St. Thomas Moore travels to Fithian on Tuesday to take on a good Oakwood team. Our number four team this week up two spots, the Urbana Tigers. Urbana is 3-3. Tigers recovered from their 0-3 start to the year with three consecutive wins, beat Big 12 opponent Normal West last week, and then also defeated Chicago Bowen on Sunday. Urbana hosts Centennial on Tuesday. Our number three team, uh, down one spot this week, the Champaign Central Maroons. I got breaking news Go about ahead. the Maroons. Floyd Fisher, uh, director of basketball operations, texts that the win total board is indeed up on the walls. Is it? All right, there you go. Good. Glad they're listening. Uh, The Champagne Central Maroons at number three this week, down one spot from number two at four and three. As we said, Price Punkase Heroics have been leading the Maroons of late. Uh, Champagne Central hosts Morton on Tuesday for a good non-conference matchup. Our number two team up two spots this week, the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 5-0. They defeated Unity to keep their perfect record intact so far this season. Uh, Bismarck has a good chance to get that record healthy with a four-game homestand starting on Tuesday against Hoopston area before Schlarman, Cisna Park, and Seeger, Indiana drop in. And our number one team, no change this week, the Danville Vikings. Danville is 3-2. Vikings took a competitive loss to three-time defending 2A state champion Chicago Orr, so not going to drop the Vikings because of that. But Danville will have to get on track soon to stay in the number one spot. They'll try to do that Friday against Bloomington in Big 12 Conference action. Great stuff from Colin Likas, as always. If you have a beef with him, take to Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, check him out tomorrow at uh, Oscar Adams Gym in yep. Urbana. Yell at him if you want to. He's sure. A, he's got thick skin. I don't think I'll be able to hear you in that gym. That, that gym gets loud yeah. during uh, rivalry games. Excellent stuff, Colin. Appreciate all your hard work. Love your videos online. Uh, check it out uh, tomorrow night, in fact. Still got to get one up from the uh, Centennial game on Friday, actually. You got time. All right. See you next week, Colin. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for tuning in to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, the first one of many here for this prep season in 2019-2020. We'll be back next week before the Coach Brad Underwood show down at Papa Dell's. They're getting ready for that right now. And you can hear that here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. We'll talk to you next week.